Blog Talk Radio. Eat a sack. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hours? Keep the brain running with the premise to talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic. Sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, the first of five and everything. <laughs> What's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on, of course, the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the bull, Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers, as usual. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. We got B. Austin in the building. We got Super Bowl 56, which is just a few days away. The Bengals and the Rams going to do battle in about 72 hours. We're also going to talk, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the game. Uh, with War Room Sports football uh, contributor, Fred Perdue. We haven't spoken to Fred on air in a long time, so we're going to talk a little bit about Super Bowl 56. We're going to talk about the NBA trade deadline that kind of heated up in the last hour or so, um, and a whole lot more. So let's go. It's time to sit back. He's heating up. Bust it up again with your guys in the War Room, the greatest man cave in the history of Earth, of course. You can get in on the, on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, IG, wherever, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? Yo, I hope y'all are having a good week, <laughs> laying low from your enemies, not getting double-crossed. What's good? <laughs> one, two, Ain't nothing, man. I'm avoiding that. You know what I mean? Try, just need the money sent, you know what I mean? Because the enemies is after me. But <laughs> Yo, it's all good, though. Enemies, man. Pretty soon, pretty soon this will be cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the enemies always getting on my nerves, man. Goddamn enemies. Um, look, man, like, what's, what's, what's good with you this week, B? Man, it's all good in the hood. Down right. here, still ducking and dodging the Omarion, uh, the Lil Fizz, <laughs> and whatever the other ball name is. We, we ain't effing with the B2K. During this vanglorious uh, Black History Month. Vanglorious. Uh, vanglorious. <laughs> he the word of the brother. All right, but y'all know what it is, man, before we get started. We got to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there is never, ever an excuse to miss any of your favorite shows on the network, man, no matter what kind of fan you are. If you're just a, a sports fan in general, you can hit hit up the War Room, and after further review with the mayor, if you're a Philly sports fan, you can hit up Superstars, or you can also hit up the Broad Street line with Roy and Chris. Um, if you're a fan of TV and movies, On the Couch with the Wilsons is your speed. If you deem yourself a foodie, make sure you check out John Appetit. And, of course, if you're a hip-hop fan, I'm talking about a real 
hip-hop fan, got the air quotes up there, then you don't want to miss Tissue in the Tape, the greatest hip-hop show on the planet with Davis Backwards and Philmatic 365. Um, like I told y'all last week, man, um, and they've still been on fire since that time. But, you know, one of the more recent episodes, they sat down with Billy Danz of the world-famous M.O.P. Um, they even have an extra tape session, another episode, with uh, yeah, some more old, stuff fucking, off fucking of that days. one, and a, and another episode to boot. So uh, check out the latest because the, the the tissue and the tape boys are on fire. All right, so uh, let's get into these hot topics, man. Before we get Fred on the line and talk some Super Bowl, we gotta let y'all know that you can still make some money sports betting in my bookie. So if, you know if you still haven't checked out my bookie, which we ask you to do every single week, then make sure that this is the time that you place your bets, man. You can lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports, including Super Bowl 56, by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your bread. You don't get hassled. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now, and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. There's pretty much uh, nothing else to it. So, look, man, in about five minutes, uh, we're going to be talking to to Fred Perdue about the Super Bowl. But um, let's get some of of you guys' opinions on the big game. I mean, because you know how we do. We're going to have our our pregame tailgate the morning of the Super Bowl to give our final thoughts on this, but keys to the game real quick. This is the same stuff, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask Fred when he comes on, man. Keys to the game, man. How can both of these teams, like what do they have to do to win this game? Um, and I'm going to just tell Fred to come on. Go ahead and call him. Um, <laughs> That'll work. Thousand. Uh, the, bun- the Bungles O-line is like a time machine. Like, they're the Bungles O-line from 06 uh, or whenever they last stunk, and they just have amazing skill position players. So I don't know what they're going to do with that man in the middle, 99, Bond, uh, GG on the edge. I, I, I don't know. They have to keep Joe Burrow standing upright because Joe's going to look down the barrel to that shotgun, and you can even pull the trigger, and then he's going to try and get his head out of the way. And that doesn't always work. You get your head blown off like that. Funny thing, you know, to be such a young quarterback, I actually think that's one of his strengths as far as, you know, moving, sliding in the pocket. Um, you usually don't get that with players that young, you know, because a lot of cats come into this league and they think it's either running out the pocket or <laughs> or just standing there and taking the hit. But, you know, sliding movement in the pocket, it's an art. And a lot of the, the, the great – quarterbacks do it so we'll see if this dude can put his name you know in the next few years in the pantheons of the great i'm not even gonna say now but even if you know if he wins his team wins a super bowl on sunday he's gonna be well on his way to at least having that reputation but look before we go further we, we got fred on the line so we're gonna get his take on this for a few minutes um before we do move on um so we got Fred Purdue on the line, War Room Sports football contributor, college and professional. What up, Fred? It's been a while. 
My God, what's going on? Nothing much. How are you, man? What's up, Juan? How are you? Big game coming up. I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good, yeah. So this, it's, it's actually for the first time I can watch this as a fan for the first time in a while. Fred always got to come bragging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we always got to throw that, that bragging shot. Okay, you're oh my God. usually in the it's game nice. every it's year. Nice. We know. We know. We know. And if I'm y'all didn't know... Fred this is, is a, my first is a, time watching the military <laughs> as a civilian. <laughs> Fred is a, is a New England Patriots fan, so, you know, Super Bowl Sundays for the last decade and a half has been pretty much taken up, two decades pretty much. You know, Super Bowl Sundays are usually taken up for him. Um, they're, they're tense, they're intense because he's a fan. You know, we know that feeling. We don't know it nearly as much, but – there is definitely a big difference when you can just sit back and watch two teams as a, you know, a neutral fan, an analyst, Absolutely. or whatever. So we're going to we, we jump right back into where we were um, before you came on. Um, let me get this from you. The keys to the game on both sides, Fred, like what does both of these teams need to do to be Super Bowl 56 champions? All right, so we'll start with the Rams, right? So – for me, my theme for this team is straight gas, no breaks. I mean, you got to keep your foot on this team, on the on the Bengals next because the one thing that I've seen from the Bengals, they keep fighting. Most teams, mm-hmm. I can't I can't lie. When you go down twenty one three to the team like the Chiefs, I I'm guilty of it. I turn my TV off and I watch something completely <laughs> different. I had no reason to watch this game, and I get alerts. You're probably like, why my phone blowing up like this? Yeah, why my phone blowing up? And, <laughs> oh, okay, they're not going to come back. They're not going to do this. They're not going to do this. And then I see Cat Mahomes turning around in circles and dancing around, and next thing you know, they will lose this game. So straight gas, no breaks. Score as many points as possible. And you have the offense. You have the quarterback. I mean, this time you don't have to see a Bill Belichick. I mean, don't win a Super Bowl. Forgot. Go again. You have the team to do it. <laughs> I know I had to throw that in there. I know, I know. You don't have to see oh that kind of defense god. anymore. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> shameless. <laughs> I know, shameless plug, shameless plug. Hey, I might not get another one for a while. I gotta I gotta hey, yo, to my brother me. to my brother yeah, Jimmy. You, you might be cut, you might be normal Fred. like the rest of us now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> not right? to cut Fred off. <laughs> Yo, Fred, you're going to have a long, tough existence because the first part of your life you saw your team, you know, 20-year good run, that's not going to happen for the Patriots over the next 30 years. So you might be 50 or 60 before you – uh, really? How are you going to deal with that, bro? Hey. Hey, man. I mean, B is only hey. asking that from a spoiled person's standpoint because, you know, it took me like 40 just to see one, so <laughs> – Exactly. I mean, exactly. I'm cool, though. I'm not spoiled. So, for me, it's like, all right, you know, all right. I I'll saw it. I'm I can cool. die now. <laughs> I, I've seen my team <laughs> win enough. In my, exactly. I've seen my team win enough Super Bowls and big games that I, I'm good. I, oh, could God. Just, I can rest easy. I can rest easy. But if we do win a couple more, be, I just want one more to Pittsburgh. Anything other than that, everything else, is just, I'm good. Hmm. Well. Pittsburgh about to have a rough time of it as well. So. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. Possible. Speaking you can of get Pittsburgh, they got to deal with this team. Speaking yeah. of Pittsburgh, this is the team that might have taken their crown, at least for the foreseeable future. 
Um, I mean, if they build it right. Because this is one of those things we can't get ahead of ourselves because they are still called the Cincinnati Bengals. You know what I'm saying? They they might pull some lightning out of a bottle here. Like, this is one of those things, like, knowing that franchise's history, they have to take advantage of Sunday. They have to. Definitely. you don't know. I mean, you don't know when, not even that you just don't know when it's going to happen again. You don't, you don't know if they, you know, when the next time they're not going to be the laughing stock of the league. So I would exactly, love to see exactly. I like that. this team. They're a scrappy bunch. I mean, they have, they have a quarterback that it's hard not to like Joe Burrow, right? I mean, the story, whether it's from the time he was at Ohio State, where in my world, the college football world, where, you know, you don't make it at Ohio State for whatever reason, and you move on to LSU, you don't have a great first year. I mean, you were getting rocked by UCF, big bad UCF, and then you turn it on. It's like a light switch turned on, and he just just started slicing and dicing things up. Uh, and moves on. First, the first overall pick blows your knee out in that first year, and now you're in the Super Bowl. And every single week, I'm saying, how can this man is not getting up? I mean, he. How is he getting up? He's getting sacked eight times, nine, nine times. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he continues to make plays. Yo, my man was willing to and, get that CTE for the love of this thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 And for me, it, it's simply that. If you can protect Joe Burrow, you have the weapons. You have, you have the weapons. You have a decent defense, uh, but – I don't think they that offensive line hasn't seen anything that looks like um, the Hulk. And they, that look, is, listen, I call them, and they ain't been good. That offensive line hasn't been good against mediocre D line. They exactly. And now they're about they to be a real. This is a real D line. This is a this is the monsters. I mean, uh, we can start with Aaron Donald. We know what that what comes with that. You get hmm. you get Von Miller. I mean, Von Miller, you know what you're getting. <laughs> exactly. I mean, these dudes, they wake up with violence on their mind. And it's like, <laughs> oh, by the way, the back end is really good, too. Jalen Ramsey, he, oh, by the way, he doesn't actually cover your number one guy until he violence. starts going off. Sweet I mean, violence. But I, I, I'm curious about how you Sugary violence. If Jalen if, if Ramsey ha- takes away Jamar Chase, is T. Higgins good enough? Is Tyler Boyd good enough? T.J. Uzamo, is he? Are those three good enough? Maybe even Joe Mixon. Are those guys good enough to take over and make some plays, make an extra play or two? Because you know that's going to be the one thing. Take Jamar Chase out this game. Listen, man, I'm gonna talk about something. I'm gonna talk about something that you don't really like to talk about. You like all the Uh-oh. toys and the gadgets. But the fat, <laughs> you know, the fat, the fat people, the fat people for the Bengals, man. They they they're gonna have some problems, man. Because I I think everything you mentioned, skill position wise, the Bengals can compete. Not only can they compete, they can compete easily. The skill positions, but how are you gonna stand upright with that much violence on the D line? How are you gonna are you gonna keep Joe? Uh, are you gonna keep Joe upright? All right. So so look, I mean, I, I guess the theme here, because we we go to the Bengals side. Of course, the number one theme is. Do what you have to do, hold, bite, trip, do what you have to do to keep Joe Burrow clean. But what are the other keys, Fred, uh, you know, to the Bengals winning this game? I think it's 
make Matthew Stafford on the other side for the, for the defense. Make Matthew mm. Stafford see ghosts a little bit. Make him mix up the coverages. I mean, you don't really have – I don't even want to call their corners good. I mean, Eli Apple dropped the ball that hit him in the test. I mean, he is the definition of you play defense, you play DB because you can't catch. Because you can't ball. catch. <laughs> um, I mean, the the D-line isn't terrible. Don't the, mind, the, the, <laughs> yeah, don't – hey, I, I don't want her coming at me. I mean, we already know what comes with that. But, you know, the linebackers aren't bad. They're not a bad group. They're just not a freaky athletic group like this, like the Rams have. With I mean, it, it doesn't just stop with Jalen Ramsey. Uh, but they, but the, the thing about this Bengals group, they somehow get pressure. I mean, Pat Mahomes really kind of ran for his life a little bit. And I think that was a little bit of his own doing. But they got pressure on – on Tannehill too, when they played in the first, when they played the Titans, so they find ways to get pressure. They get off the field, and even if they go down early, they kind of figure it out in the second half. They're, they've been a good second half team on the defensive side. So maybe make Stafford see something early, make him think he saw something, and they'll come back to it, and you might you might get that you jump that route this time around. You have to play games. You have to play mind games. You just have to. Right. All right. Well, speaking of Matthew Stafford, I want to talk a minute about pressure. Like, Mm. who's under more pressure to get this win, Matthew Stafford or Sean McVay? I mean, because, you know, Matthew Stafford has been – he's been – he's been the subject of arguments, you know, throughout the years, like, putting up these numbers, but is he really this good? Now that he finally gets a chance to get out of Detroit, okay, here we are. We're in the we're in the Super Bowl. But still, you know there's a lot of people out there who aren't going to give him his props unless he wins this game. Like just getting here for a lot of people on this program. Is, is, is not enough. Then, on the other hand, you have the young genius, the quote-unquote genius. You know, he was successful so fast, but, you know, he's been there. He's been in the game before, mm-hmm. didn't get it done, um, has had good teams, and still just hasn't gotten that one thing yet. But he still is young and probably has a lot more time. So who do you think has more pressure weighing on them this Sunday between those guys? I have to say Sean McVay because you 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 got rid of a number one overall pick in Jared Goff, who I was never a fan of but that I'm not making the decision. But also, you've gone out and spent all <laughs> that one more time, all of your draft capital. You have pushed all the chips into the middle of the table. <laughs> and, and all of your Look. money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Between the and salary cap and the stadium, a, they tapped. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you've pushed it all into the middle of the table. This team is going to be bad in about two years. So you may want to win now. This is the ultimate win now. Stafford, I think, could probably win somewhere else if he happened to go somewhere else. Maybe if he, you can name your team with a stacked roster, but McVay, you've got everything you could ever want, and then you got Cam Akers back. You better win this because okay. if you don't win it now, you never win it again. And 
just because of the I way go back, I go back to this point. Even though they played great this season, even though, you know, the Bengals were a four seed as well, right? I think actually the Rams underachieved, you know, as far as their seeding goes. Like the Rams should have, you know, I'm thinking one or two in the NFC is what they should have been. But even though both of these teams are equal seeds in their conferences, it seems like the the, consent, the universal consensus is that the Rams are a better team. Doesn't mean the Rams are going to win the game. Doesn't mean the Bengals can't win the game. I think the Bengals have beaten better teams than the Bengals to get here. But that adds to that pressure. Like you are going in, on paper at least, with a, a team that's supposed to be much better. And to boot, you're supposed to be this young genius. So I think I agree. Um, but at the same time, like uh, me, B, and Jimmy talked about last week, I don't necessarily think – I don't think Matt Stafford has to have this Super Bowl to to prove himself. A lot of people do. I think I might even be in the minority of that. But I don't necessarily think that. Uh, That's why I don't I'm either. I, I, don't, towards, um, I don't either. Leaning towards McVay. I've seen, I've seen Matt Stafford's arm talent. The way that I evaluate quarterbacks, <laughs> Jimmy's favorite quote: "Arm talent is yeah. term." <laughs> he's a he's a he's a top he's a top eight guy, period, and has been a top eight guy for a long time. Is he top four, top five? No, not really. But you know, with the arm talent that he has and the ability, um, you know, which which I think allows right. him but, but B, to get a little even bit with ahead that. of himself. Even mm-hmm. with that, that could be circumstantial, though, because if he doesn't play 10, 11 years with the Lions, mm-hmm. he might be considered a top four, five guy because he, he'll be somewhere with a better record. So then his record and, and maybe a couple of playoff wins will match his statistics, who, who, and people look at right. you totally different. I mean, because there who are has, people who, who are better, clearly um, worse who's going to get more props than him because they've been in winning situations. Sure. You know what I mean? who, who has the better um, the better skill set, him or Meadowlark Lemon, aka God, aka Aaron Rodgers? Better better skill set. Skill set? Don't do that. Don't. Yeah, that's a difficult well, question because even... not that, but, but when I'd you break it's, it's semantics though. When you say skill set though, because Aaron Rodgers, a lot of his <laughs> game is very unorthodox. So you know, from a skill standpoint. And who does it like it's supposed to be done, like picturesque? I could say Matthew Stafford, but Aaron Rodgers is a much better, in my opinion. I'm I'm going with Aaron Rodgers ten times out of ten. I would I would but, take Aaron Rodgers every day, even on Sunday. I'm sorry, it's it's it's, that's the, what I'm it's, it's like one of those things. It's the arm. I mean, it's, it's one of those brain, things. You ask me. Connected. You ask me who has more skills between. Uh, you know, like who has more off, a better offensive skill set between LeBron James and a you know Carmelo Anthony? Carmelo Anthony is one of the more skilled offensive players we've ever seen. But you're not taking Carmelo over LeBron. Like it's, it's a whole different thing. Nah, never. So yeah, so I, if, nah, if, if, if that's never, the question, time, but yeah, uh, early maybe, but uh, it, now it's not even a. A question, but yeah. So I don't know, man. 
All right, so let's get into preliminary picks because, you know, we got days and, and we're, we're human beings, so we are entitled to change our minds at some point if, if it so strikes you. But preliminary picks, Fred, score MVP for this game. So initially when we knew the results of both championship games, I said instantly rounds by 10, not even a question. It, it didn't even – I didn't even have to think about it. And then I thought maybe – Super Bowl, some, having two weeks to prepare, bring that number down just a smidge, just a smidge. And we Still know how scrappy this Bengals bunch is. So they're going to make it exactly. hard no matter what. Something's going to happen. Stafford's going to throw that That's one kick said. that <laughs> <laughs> Stafford's going to throw that one kick that's going to just – it's going to set this team. They're going to be up. I could see this game being 17-3 Rams heading into halftime, and Stafford comes out with – he starts the second half with the ball, throws a bad pick, or they go three and out, and it's what sparks a Rams run. But at the end of the day, it's yeah, hard to go against. It's not, the, it's not the offense that I'm worried about. I know that offense can score. It's mm-hmm. the defense. It's, it's Vaughn Miller. It's it's Aaron Donald. It's Jalen Ramsey. The rest of those guys, uh, those those are the guys that I think will be able to take over this game late. Especially if Joe Burrow has to have that that quarterback moment. I won't say which quarterback because I don't want to get accused of going back in time. But that one quarterback <laughs> moment where we know what you're talking about. What Peyton Manning. Yeah, <laughs> no, go cool. What you mean? What you mean? Go cool. But uh, uh, but no. Um, that that one moment that every quarterback looks for. That's that they want. They dream of. Two minutes, one timeout, down four. All you got to do is go score and you win. Do you really? Do you believe in that offensive line, or do you believe in Aaron Donald getting home three times and calling and Jalen Ramsey somehow making the pick? Greg Gaines making a play, somebody making a play. I, I lean just, to just to correct you, every, 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 every quarterback don't dream of that. Some quarterbacks be shook to death, <laughs> shook to death of that situation. I personally rooted for a quarterback that specialized in going backwards five yards in those situations. Yeah. Seven, yeah. Remember, remember the, the infamous seven-minute, two-minute drill? But that's, that's yeah. bad memories, man. I remember that right, so who, I, I don't know. I don't know Score. what that's like, guys. I don't know what that like. That I don't know what that's like yeah, in Super yeah. Bowls. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah shut yeah, up. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Shout out to Nick Foles. What you talking about? Um, Damn. <laughs> Nick Foles can catch bad better memory. too. Bad memories. Bad out. memories. Shout out. Shout out to Randy Graham. What you talking about? All right, but score and MVP. Word. Who you got? All right, so I'm thinking this game is. 21-16 Rams. Um, I'll go – I'll still go Stafford. I'll still go Stafford, MVP. Although Cooper Cup is interesting in that situation. Yeah, that's the same thing I'm thinking. I'm actually thinking – I'm thinking more like 24-21 squeaker. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking Stafford, but for me it's like I'm thinking Stafford, Cup, and maybe this is the game where, you know, because I hear a lot of people, and, and it's ridiculous talk, I hear a lot of people saying, 
uh, Aaron Donald. He overrated, and they haven't said his name all game. But they're not, you know, they're not <laughs> taking into account that he's taking up three dudes on the on the offensive line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Between two offensive linemen and a running back, he's taking up three people to let every, you know, to make everybody else uh, get to where they need to get. People don't look at that kind of stuff, and and they no, they I really mean, should. Not. Of course not. Um, they look at one. I had somebody talk to me last week talking about he don't get that many sacks. I'm like, first of all, he's a tackle. Like he's not even supposed to get that many sacks. And the fact that you're spoiled into the, seeing him throwing quarterbacks around, that's just greatness right there. I mean, that's yes, that's. You think about tackles sacking the quarterback. You're thinking about Warren Sapp. You know, cats like that. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go three point game. I'm gonna go Stafford as well. I think Cooper Cup will have a big game. And the fact that he's a white wide receiver, there's a chance they'll give it to him. But you know they want to give this to a quarterback. So if his, you oh, know, numbers are decent, which they, they should, because Damn, he should get he should OG, get at least 300 OG yards James passing James? because 200 of them will be the Cooper Cup, um, and a few touchdowns. Um, I think all he has to do is make sure all of his touchdowns don't go to Cup, and then he'll get the MVP. So I got Stafford as well. Um, this could change by Sunday. Who? Odell? Does Odell does Odell have an impact in this game or is oh, yeah. that I mean it changes a lot of what we think of him. I mean we, we've already said he's not it, it, we we went from um he was in, in Cleveland and he was a bum and it was Baker it wasn't Baker's fault, so now he's he's a number one wide receiver. We're questioning if he's a number no, one. No, wide no, receiver. no, 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 no. I never I never said that. I clearly stated no, he's talking about we as a society. <laughs> We as we as a society, oh, okay. not. I just not wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make that clear. In case OBJ yeah. is listening, because he does listen to the show, I just wanted him to know that that was never my position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I blame it on the white to... boy throwing you the ball. <laughs> shout out. To <laughs> All right, Fred. So look, man. You know, we we going for an hour on Sunday morning. So you know, if you want to get back and give your final thoughts, then. Uh, we'll, we'll get together on Sunday morning Sunday. as well. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I hit you up and give you the information on that. But as usual, man, thanks for your time. Thanks for coming through and giving the people what they need. And we'll holler at you on Sunday, man. All right, guys. Have a good one. Peace. All right. No doubt. Fred Purdue, everybody. Uh, we will be talking again, like I said, on, on Sunday for our Super Bowl 56 pregame tailgate uh that'll be at 10 a.m eastern standard time all right i mean i know it's super bowl week man but it's some stuff that we dying to get to so you know we're gonna we're gonna skate on a little bit since we do have another super bowl show in the tuck for y'all we're gonna skate on a little bit um let's go with the quote of the week real quick though and this is super bowl related as well i didn't want to leave if it were up to me I'd still be in Denver. This wasn't my choice. I always wanted to be a Denver Bronco forever. I'll always be a Denver Bronco forever. I'm just here working in L.A. right now. And that's from <laughs> Los Angeles Rams' uh, Von Miller. But, you know, according to Von, he's still Denver Broncos' Von Miller. He's just moonlighting and in this Super Bowl for the for the L.A. Rams right now. Fans, we always want to control the narrative. We want to control what the players we root for do. 
off the field, off the court. We want to control what they say. We want to control their mindset. They got to think a certain way. Some people have issue. Some people take issue with this. Of course, nobody in Denver does. Um, but do y'all have any issue with what he's saying? Yeah, um, of course. Fit, like, fans, fans be damned. I don't even care about the fans. Like, as his teammate, I don't want to hear that shit. Keep that, <laughs> yeah, keep that to yourself, dude, until after the game or something. I, it's, it's, it was I weird mean, to hear. Jim, what, what do you think? You know, when I he saw, first came to see, Jimmy was still a football fan and he was a Broncos fan. So he he's expressing yeah, his love yeah. for that organization, but it Kind yeah. of comes at a weird time. Yeah, yeah, fuck the game. Yo, but uh, I saw the crib that he uh had built out there in Denver. It's a YouTube video with like a like a not an MTV crib, but a crib that's type is it a video. Cliff, is it is it a um, Kingsbury type crib? Because if you got one of them, yo, then I can see yeah, why you love a certain he, area too. Exactly, and that's exactly yo the boy the boys the boys plus you put can it like smoke this. freely. Put it like this: the closet in his crib is five thousand square feet. Yo, that's bigger than my house. Actually, I'm I'm talking about that big. That's like wait, but that's not even a contest. Like, damn. Yo, so when you see you see closet, yo, a closet. So when I when I saw the crib that he had built, I figured that he ain't never that he never planned on leaving because you don't have nothing like that built when you uh plan on rolling. So this is five thousand square foot. Yo, Jim, all my clothes fit in a plastic bin. Like what are we doing here? This closet. His closet is like so big that there's actually another video from another John that did a video just on his closet. So he got a house inside of a closet, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. So my point he is, should though, do man, that. He I, saw, build a house so I saw that a while ago, and when I saw that and I heard this like quote, I was like, eh, it makes sense, you know. I mean, he but everything don't got to be said, he, though. I think that's the second part. In. Second part of this is everything ain't got to be said. Like I figured yeah. that was the case, but everything ain't got to be said. Not during Super Bowl week. Like, dude, you about to play in the bowl for somebody else. So, I mean, but you, you're setting yourself up for a, a negative narrative. You go out there and you don't have a good game. You could have been out there busting your ass, but people going to say he wasn't trying hard. He, <laughs> he don't even want to be there. He got Denver on the mind. They're going to make up what they're going to make up. But, um, yeah, you know, shout out to you. And I, it's not like you don't understand it. You spent your whole career there. You've won there. You've had ups and downs. You've had great teammates and coaches that you love. I get it. I he get put it. His root, he put his roots down. And, but he's also setting yeah. himself up to, to go back there and live like a king once his career is over. You know, that, those, <laughs> oh, yeah. Those quotes are probably on the paper those, over there, too. And they probably man, like, you know. Man, those quotes he'll never have to pay for an omelet again. <laughs> he'll never have to pay for a Denver omelet I'll see what again. you did there. Yo. All right, so and and I guess he, he can smoke for free as well. Yeah, what's nice in the Denver omelet blah way? Is it weed? No, it's um it's a real omelet. It's like um I know I'm being smart. I like, know it's not weed, but what is in a oh, what's okay. in a Denver omelet? It got like Canadian bacon or something in it. I mean I've had it, it's nothing great, but it got their name on it, so I had to use something. I I don't know what what other food so why, they're known for. Why Denver you get an omelet? Why Philly ain't get an omelet? Why can't we go in with scrapple or some shit in there? I, I know, I know. Start that. <laughs> go ahead and make the first scrap. Yo, this is a good point. We, we off, Philly Yama, off yo. and running. Coming soon, coming Philly soon. Yama. Philly Yama, coming soon. Uh huh. We gonna matter of fact, we can um we can tinker with that next week at the at the yeah. lake. We we going we gonna bring some scrap. Small pieces of soft pretzel in the dough or something. Yo, y'all, <laughs> right, y'all right. approve of y'all approve of scrap. We gonna make scrap the prototype. 
No, Scrabble's Philly. Cool on Scrabble. It ain't about us. It's about representing the city, and that's what for the culture, man. You gotta have some Scrabble. It's true, I had to grow up. You gotta I had have to grow like up Jimmy on said, some, some pieces of soft pretzel in that mug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Um, no, we definitely we can't, can do that. I, I don't know how we can incorporate water ice without it melting. <laughs> but um, I mean, you can't you can't chop up some like steak or chicken cheese steak like a steak and put it in the yo. That's right, it. Put that's it, it in that's the omelet. Right Ooh, that's it. Yeah. Cheese steak, steak inside of egg. It's a silly omelet, yo. We, it's lit, yo. Boom, boom. Too bad we doing this like on air in front of thousands of people. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> gonna go cook it right now. Steal it. You know that idea. <laughs> All right, dude, shout out to Von Miller, man, expressing his love at the wrong time. Um, he better play well, because if not, y'all know how the fans get down in, in L.A. I mean, so there's nothing worse than throwing snowballs at Santa, but in L.A., they'll split you with. So. Yo, imagine, imagine <laughs> they be, the athlete. They be right? in the stands splitting each other wigs, man, those snowballs imagine, at Santa. Imagine the athlete. Man. Imagine the athlete getting asked about, you know, their feelings for their wife, and they'd be like, you know what, my, my, my first wife, although we divorced, she was really loving my life. Like, right. I had no intention of leaving her, but, you know, things just worked out different. She threw that yum-yum on me, and, you know, it don't get no better than that. <laughs> so right now, I'm just, you know, <laughs> she threw that I'm just over me. here chilling with my new wife. <laughs> Yo, that's the, that's the equivalent of what he did. <laughs> Casey Max said, uh, he, he said, we, uh, he said, God, Negroes, y'all got cheesesteaks with your greedy ass. <laughs> He's he pretty much saying yes, we, don't yes, we, do. we don't need another food. Philly is the place you go for junk food. Some people have stuff that their city is known for. Our city is known for all junk. Cheese I just want to know why Denver got one. What I soft pretzel. Because they don't have nothing else, so they had to do something. That's boring. A- a egg on some Canadian bacon. And the bacon not even from Denver. The bacon from Canada. <laughs> and Canadian bacon ain't nothing but a piece of a slice of ham, so I don't even know why they call it bacon. Yo, it's bacon in a circle. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, so the big story of Super Bowl week was the NBA trade deadline, which was uh it was up at three PM Eastern time today and it definitely got heated. Um, especially towards the end. So let's talk about, well, let's list some of these deals. There's really one mega deal that anybody really wants to talk about. So we'll just list some of the other ones, um, not even all the principles in it, just the major principles. Chris Stapp Porzingis is going to the Wizards for a package that includes Spencer Dumbliddy, one of Jimmy's players in the league. So, uh, so Dumbliddy is going to, to Dallas. To, to, to rock with the homie um, Luca, The Celtics got Daniel Tice back from the Rockets for Dennis Schroeder, but I hear the Rockets are most likely going to buy out Dennis Schroeder, so he's going to um, be on the buyout market pretty soon. Um, the Bucks, Pistons, Clippers, and Kings make a four-team deal. Uh, cats that we thought were, well, not cats, because healed and Halliburton are going to the Pacers, but I had always heard that Halliburton was untouchable. So I guess, you know, for the right price, <laughs> we can even make your shit tighter. Um, the Suns got Tory Craig from the Pacers. The Raptors sent Goran Dragic to the Spurs for Thaddeus Young. Um, Dragic, Goran is another one. I can't say his last name, but Goran is another one who's uh, 
He's working on a buyout from the Spurs right now. So there's going to be a couple of guards uh, on the market for teams trying to make a run that need a little bit of help. Um, the Celtics traded Josh, Josh Richardson to the Spurs for Derek White. Um, I asked y'all earlier if Derek White's hairline got on the plane with him to Boston. Uh, Bowl Bowl Jim is going to the Magic <laughs> from the Celtics. So um, is Bowl Bowl finally going to get some burn in the league, man? Dude is too talented Bowl to be Bowl. on the bench. Him, like, what is his greatness about him? Why doesn't he get any burn? Is he so not like racing defense man. or doing the right thing? Is he just talented and don't know what he's doing? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> they hate. They got a free bowl, but let him let him get his free reign and turn into the MVP we know he can be, man. Free bowl. Right. bowl. It's, it's, uh, it's, talk, it's his opportunity now, man. I spoke about uh, Halliburton earlier. Um, the Kings got uh, Demontis Sabonis in return. The Pelicans landed C.J. McCollum. In a seven-player deal, uh, this screen, this reeks of Portland like doing everything they can to get Dame to ask out. We've talked about this plenty of times. It seems like Dame doesn't want to be the bad guy by asking out. He has a reputation that he has to uphold of you know being that guy that doesn't need to force his way somewhere to try to win a championship, and then Portland seems like they don't want to be the bad guys and trading away a perceived, quote-unquote, loyal superstar. So, like, what's what's going to go on here? Is Dame going to – because he's still professing his love and loyalty to Portland, and they, they just keep slapping him, in his face, slapping him in his face with the moves that they're making. They're getting rid of all the talent. Um, so I don't really – I don't get what they're doing. They got rid of Norman Powell and – um, your man Covington last week. They got rid of C.J. McCollum. What's going on here? Yo, so they are going to force. They playing play a terrible game with each other, yo. They going to force Dame to tap out, but I don't think Dame will because Dame is still making a, a gazillion dollars. And mm-hmm. so now Dame is going to be like, yo, y'all going to have to keep paying me the, the utmost money because I'm not going to tap out. So Dame, Dame like as a matter of fact, bigger, bigger let's go ahead and sign another extension here. <laughs> Give exactly. me more money. Dame gonna keep making them pay it. Because think about it, they're trying to do it a different way. If they say we can't pay you that money, then they still like the bad guys. So they playing the game of chicken and who's right. the bad guy. And Dame is gonna get uber wealthy while they're doing it. Yep, Dame might end up like making the Dame, most money Dame. just straight off salary in NBA history. Dame gonna end up making sixty million a season. <laughs> that, that's coming. That's coming down the pike soon. Um, the Pacers sent Karis LeVert to the Cavs for Ricky Rubio and some picks. Uh, the Clippers, uh, like I talked about with uh, with the Blazers, they did deal with the Blazers. They acquired Norman Powell and Covington. The Knicks uh, last week landed Cam Reddish from the Hawks for, for Knox and a protected 2022 first rounder. But the big story of the day The Ben Simmons saga, the Ben Simmons drama is finally over in Philadelphia. Uh, The Sixers and the Nets pull off a blockbuster trade, sending Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks to the Nets for James Harden and his old head, (laughs) Paul Millsap. 
What do you guys think of this trade on both sides? You know, you know, fans like to get. They tell you two seconds after a trade who won a trade. I don't even think you win and lose trades, but I mean, there's been some uh, in NBA history where some teams are clearly a loser in this because they didn't even get what they needed. But that's always my argument. Like it's the the win lose thing is is both teams are trying to fill a need for themselves. Even in some positions, if that need is shedding salary and trying to get their rebuild started. So, what do y'all think about this deal, B? We we haven't heard from you about this all day. Um, you like you like the beard in Philly for for what they gave up. I. I... I do if he's inspired. If the beard can drop 10 pounds and really get on it to, to win, I, I like it. But for me, just, you know, as a as a man, as a human, and, and what I stand for, um, you know, they could have they gave me, you know, damn near anything to get the BAN off of the roster because he's just not what I think my city and my team stands for. And I'm probably misguided in saying that because, you know, these teams don't stand for anything anymore, nor do the players. But um, to be able to play basketball, a game of amusement, and make millions and millions and millions and millions of money and for you to act the way that you acted, I, I just – a pit of the unfortunate is all that I can wish. I can wish on that young man. Unfortunately, a pit of the unfortunate. So, um, for me, it's a win regardless because it gets rid of him. Now, if James Harden is, if James Harden is still ninety percent of James Harden, and we can fit that into, um, we can fit that in with with young Olajuwon. Yo, we might see something special. We might yeah. see something special. Now, my initial thoughts when I saw it, I was like, I thought they gave up a little too much. But that's only because, you know, we've talked about the last few weeks. If the Sixers were able to, you know, wait this out until the off season, the Nets are going to be really, really desperate if James Harden says, you know, I'm, I'm going to the Sixers. Um, so forcing their hand on a sign and trade, we could pretty much trade them anything we want, peanuts included, because they just need to get something in return for losing such a big piece to their team. Now, I also understand why Daryl Morey and the Sixers felt the need to get it done now, because we've seen this before. We've seen Paul George all but, you know, on the plane to L.A., and then he changed his mind because L.A. was cocky enough to wait for him in the offseason. He changed his mind and went somewhere else. Um, also, when you're looking from a Sixers standpoint, you've got to go for something now because you don't want to waste Joel and Pete, jo, jo, Joel Embiid's MVP-type effort that he's putting out on the floor every night. So it's like you've got to try to do something now. But I think – the funny part about it is, like, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to give up Seth Curry. And, I, you know, I don't want to give up anybody. <laughs> but I'm Yo, more, love to the I'm, sous chef. Right. I'm not even I'm thinking about him. I'm more concerned about them giving up Andre Drummond, for real, for real, because 
I'm still not right. 100% trusting in Joel Embiid's health. So if there's a stint or a stretch where he has to miss some time for any reason, um, I mean, hopefully not in the playoffs because if Joel Embiid's not there, then we're not winning anything anyway. It's a wrap. But just say if we had to go like a stretch of 12 games down the stretch of the season to keep our seeding high for the playoffs, you know, I think Drummond is a, a, a great backup center to be able to do that. So now where are we with the backup center? Um, I heard that Inez Freedom got waived after he got traded today. So I'm like, I hope Maury's on the buyout market on the, on the waiver wire, you know, looking at that. And I hope he doesn't try to go into this with our G league people like Bassey and B-ball Paul, because I really don't think those dudes are ready. So Drummond was the, 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 the biggest part of this that I didn't like but it's easy to get over because, first of all, he's on a one-year contract. I think he was only here to boost his value a little bit. Um, as I told Jimmy earlier, if Drummond was to come back and sign with the Sixers again next season, I would—I I really think—I think he's—he has even less pride than I did when he signed here in the first place. Because Joel was supposed Yo. to be "quote unquote" your rival, and you came and signed to be Yo. his backup. Like I thought that was. I just want to say that uh, your man, Doc Rivers, man, Doc Rivers, yo, went into there and, and, and sent his grandkid's father away. Like, that's savage. Like, yo, <laughs> never mind. Grandkids. Never mind. He ain't even got no grandkids from them. But he did send his grandkids. I thought father they did away. have a kid. They got a kid. I thought they did got a kid. Oh. We... I don't think they have one, man. I don't think they have sure? kids. I'm, I'm pretty positive. I thought they did have kids. But that's no, not. But, but, but all these honest. jokes we've been, all these jokes we've been getting off all day, gonna fall flat if they ain't got no I kids. I know, cause I definitely thought they had kids. I mean, he <laughs> also might know. He might be pounding a chick or something. But anyway, listen. Um, but getting back to the story though, Cra- the they crazy do. part about they got at least, this, I'm looking at some pictures of them. Yeah, what is B. Austin talking about? They got two. Yeah, look like they got. He two. lied to you, dog. B. Austin was in her inbox. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's like, no, I don't mean I'm, I'm about to see said, my husband. We ain't got no kids. Yeah, November of 2021, they welcomed their second baby. So, yeah, he traded his grandkids. Well, I'm so trying, yo, B. Austin tried to kill our jokes, man. We've been getting that know, all day. You know what I mean? Have we? But, yo, <laughs> outside of that, though, um, the one thing about this is, to me, this is one of those trades where the Nets actually get better, too, though. You know what I mean? When they get in Curry and Drummond and, and if Ben can, like, if he if he has anything left, it, like it does it just like what he did here before he they turned into crazy Miami. in Brooklyn. They that that makes them very dangerous because now we're Brooklyn um, by, we're Brooklyn at. Oh my bad. Scabby said that trade away his own son. This is true, but before he turned his own son away though, he did he did lace him with a yeah, nice amount of he, bread. Yeah, he looked out for him. Though. He gave Rivers way more died money so than that you might live. Then sent him on he his way. He laced him first. Yeah. You know I mean? He didn't really he have any leverage life. in that. Seth, at least the team, actually wanted Seth. <laughs> Yo, and I'm not saying that for me. Like, I, I think Doc Rivers' son is a better player than people give him credit for. But I know how people feel. Yo, real quick, though. You know, also more talented, more talented than Seth. I was actually more talented. Now, KD and, uh, and Byree do not have to guard the other team's best wing player because the one thing Ben can do is defend. Um, statistically speaking, Ben, when playing, is the third best defender in the NBA. Um, I think the only other people that stop defending, like, stop defending that band. 
I mean, there was yeah, talk that, that if he like, if he didn't get late. traded, the people around him was going to try to get him to show up. But you can't bank on all that because we thought he would have showed up by now. But dude is dug in, twenty million in. He's dug in, like <laughs> he like whatever it takes. So um, and another yeah. thing about this that's crazy to me is how somehow James Harden is like one of the biggest stars in all of sports, and he somehow doesn't get the rap that, like, say, a LeBron or KD gets because he literally had Yo. Houston mortgage their future. He had Brooklyn Yo. mortgage their future. Like, Yo, he forced his like way out of two everything. teams in consecutive seasons. But no, this but one, he had, since he didn't he, open his mouth because he didn't want to look like the bad guy, but, dude, everybody knows <laughs> what it is. What he, what, what he did this time was just <laughs> cut his effort. He just cut his effort. He just stopped playing hard. <laughs> that might be worse. And, yeah, know. I know, but somehow he sometimes he don't get that rash crazy. Like I think about it, like yo, how, how did he do that? Yeah, and and the one last yo, look, you know look what, what look what Houston look what Houston gave up to get him, and then look at what Brooklyn gave up. Right. Brooklyn yeah. gave up like like Levert, um, so, you know, a bunch of stuff to get him. They like, have a bazillion picks. Uh, yeah, he, they, they gave up Levert, did. Gerald, and Eddie. <laughs> so. One thing that I that I also heard people who say they don't like to trade, you know, Philly fans who don't like to trade, they were complaining about the picks. Because when I say they gave up too much, I'm not even talking. I think people are just looking at the sheer number. Like, we gave up, like, five pieces for, for James Harden. People are not even mentioning Millsap. I mean, I don't know what the Sixers are going to do with him. It's too late yeah, to trade him. He Millsap. might be a buyout candidate. But Millsap in a rotation and a backup role, could probably still help a contending team. So, you know, I don't necessarily know what their plans are with Millsap, but people were complaining about the picks. Like, we had to give them picks, too? Yo, that, that 2022 pick that can become a 2023 pick, if the Sixers are what you think they are with James Harden, that could be anywhere between 25 and 32 in the first round. And the second pick is a 2027 pick, which is top eight protected, and – can become a 2028 pick, which is also top eight protected. So Brooklyn, like, they might not ever even see that pick. They're probably going to trade that pick somewhere. But, I mean, it wasn't really anything that the Sixers needed. So I'm not mad at that. Like I said, the only thing, I know by trading him now, when you had to trade him, you had to give up something. And everybody said we didn't want to give up Maxie and we didn't want to give up Thibel. They didn't do that. So... Come on, we can't have it both ways. Like, you, if you do it now, you're gonna have to give up something. And Seth was that guy. Both of those guys are on expiring contracts. People are wondering if his relationship with his father-in-law is good enough that he'll re-sign with the Sixers after the season. That'll be a hell of a uh, occurrence. But we'll see how that goes, man. So everybody all day, fellas, have been disrespecting the Miami Heat. The Milwaukee Bucks and all of that, like they just talk like it's between Philly and the Nets now. And y'all know stuff on paper is stuff on paper. You still got to go out there, throw the ball up and play. But who has the edge between these two? If these two were to meet in a in a series in the playoffs, who y'all think Brooklyn would win this? Where Brooklyn at? You think you think Brooklyn would win? Yeah, I, Red for, Hook. for me. Because I think the trade was good for both teams, but I think the trade 
the trade makes Brooklyn better longer, I think. You know, you got a 25-year-old Ben Simmons who still hasn't scratched his potential because there's still a lot of things in his offensive game that he needs to work on. Um, you always going to be a see, bitch. But, but you see what he but yeah, but you see what he is being a bitch. You see what he is with his flaws. <laughs> so imagine that at twenty five years old and somebody can get him to, to be a little more mentally tough, somebody can get him to, to have a little bit of a jump shot, shoot a free throw, the potential's there. So they they might be they've set themselves up better in the long run. I don't know what I don't think Kyrie's gonna be there for long. But the Sixers their trade was kind of like, all right, we got to win now or at the latest next year when you get a full season with these two dudes together. But they got to win now. But you still think if they met in a in a series this year that Brooklyn would win, B? Um, I'm going to be honest, man. Brooklyn so, can barely get know, healthy. Talking, Kyrie only playing in, in role games. We don't know what right. Ben is. We're, right we're talking about we're talking about the trade and the impact and then you can look at Kyrie being, you know, deciding that he's only going to work from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. four days a week. Um, <laughs> but the reality is they got a 6'11 two guard that even after Achilles, man, can't nobody do nothing with him when he don't want to be, when he don't want nothing done with him. <laughs> he don't want anything done with him. He don't want to be trifled with. with. He can't be trifled with. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, man. I, 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 I just, I bring it. I boil it down to him. It's, it's only been him and LeBron for the last however many years. LeBron is tapering off. Still, you know, LeBron. But this dude think he's tapering off, man. You can't like he can put. He can put Brooklyn on his back, and even with a part-time employee and another 6'10 dude that can guard all wing positions, like, yeah, I, 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 I give that to Brooklyn. I do, right. unfortunately. Oh. All right. Well, of course, we'll see how that plays out. I'm going to read a list to y'all. All right, because, you know, NBA 75, this is the 75th year of the NBA, so they're making all kinds of lists. This week, the list came out for the 15 greatest coaches in NBA history. Now, you know, we haven't done a list, and so we don't necessarily know where we would rank people, but I'm just going to read 15 names, and y'all just tell me, without knowing, you know, where you would actually rank them, just tell me if you have any names that come up in this list that just shouldn't be in this list right now. So we have Red Arbach, Larry Brown, Chuck Daly, Red Holzman, Phil Jackson, Casey Jones, Steve Kerr, Don Nelson, Greg Popovich, Jack Ramsey, Pat Riley, Doc Rivers, Jerry Sloan, Eric Spalestra, and Lenny Wilkins. Any of these Doc kids Rivers. doing their own thing? Come on, man. You already know. Doc, Doc Rivers, Rivers does not belong on the top. Decades, yeah. Doc doesn't belong on the top 300 coaches. <laughs> Damn, 300, though? I'll find a place for Doc in the top 300. Yo, <laughs> but he can't, damn he sure can't shouldn't be on this he list. Can't out, 15 he, Doc Rivers can't out-coach Doc Bayon. Yo, My question is, why 15? Right, that's a weird number for – 
I mean, I, I can see why you not you don't do seventy five. That's a lot of coaches, but fifteen, like I ain't twenty five maybe. I told you it was, and and twenty five Doc still me. shouldn't be in it. But. Well, what's shocking to me is the fact that Spo got props. I think Spo is an amazing coach, but I always looked at Spo as being like but you didn't think anybody held the rated regard, huh? Right. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I actually, that's his peers do respect him. Yeah, like, you know I can, I, mean? I can agree. I can agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with him being underrated and people not paying attention. But when I heard right. him on the list, I just figured this is people that understand ball, except they put Doc Rivers on, so they're they're fools. I mean, truth level. be told, I, I hold that same sentiment. But, and I always say this: if I was making a list, which I won't be doing, I don't think I I, I think I would think of some names before Eric Spolstra in the top 15, and I think he's a great coach. Um, I agree. Lenny, you, know, Lenny, you have to one. put Lenny in there, Lenny Wilkins. Rick, he, does Rick, he still Rick hold Carlisle, the record Rick for the most wins? Was Rick season? Carlisle on there? Carlisle's not on there. The only people yeah, that's like active, you got Spo, you got Doc, um, Steve Kerr, and Steve Kerr. Those are the only active people. Yeah, I would have put um, Rick Car- Carlisle on that list above. I above, was even above. I was even a little surprised by Casey Jones, and and I know the success that you know that Boston opposed had to who? while he was there. Um, I'm su- I was just surprised that they put him up there. I didn't know you know, I didn't know people regarded you know held Casey Jones in that high regard too. I thought that would be one of those situations where. They gave all the credit to the players that Casey Jones had when he was there. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad to see him, you know, get get props and be on this list. Um, Steve Kerr, like, is he this great? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Lenny, maybe a little Lenny, bit. Of Lenny is like a bit of Lenny is like the regular season Maven. <laughs> Never really done that much. Because my the thing is, season. my thing is this, right? Any any coach on that list mm. had extraordinary talent. I mean, that's just right. what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Right. You you had star players. It is what it is. No, and that's so what I'm like, saying. Like, I'm off. glad that Casey Jones is being seen on an even plane. Because you know, first of all, Casey Jones is black, so you you would think automatically, oh, they're gonna get that oh, props. He's black, black too. Bird and he, he, he black, <laughs> right? He not he not <laughs> you know, he not Miami Dolphins. You, you figure they would get him props to Bird and McHale and all them dudes, but I'm I'm glad to see Casey Jones made the list. I would put Casey Jones on the list way before Doc Rivers. Um, uh, I know how I feel I about put, Larry Brown. I put Jimmy Williams and and Devin McMillan on the list before I put Doc Rivers. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I think I like the list. I think I like the list except for Doc Rivers and Eric Spolstra. Spolstra, whatever, however you say his name. Spolstra way better than Doc. Called the board of Spolstra. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking about the the Pulestra and Spolstra at the same time. All right, so you know, shout out to their list. Uh, it was it was a little surprising to to see a couple of them dudes. Rick Pitino, I put Rick Pitino on the list before I put him on. <laughs> Rick Pitino was absolutely horrendous. <laughs> he was ass in the league. Rick, Pitino, yeah. Rick Pitino just got the bag several times in the league. He ain't never did nothing but get times. paid. Then went back to took Louisville and Tito in the district. Then went and took some I yams on the on the restaurant table. Teron Luke, Teron Luke better than than Doctor Saying. <laughs> I can't. 
Dude, Doc has hit. some bad stuff on his resume. Like Doc is known as the chokingest coach of all time. Doc, yo, he's he, a I choker. Guess, I guess Doc is Doc is maybe at this point the Andy Reid of basketball. Could be he's great. also the safe Negro. Should be great. Uh, people run them nice plays out league, of bounds. That's it. People in the league tend to, to like Doc, and so it's and that, and that's the thing. It's politics, but at the end of the day, though, it's value in that. Doc will never be without a job. The Sixers fired Doc today. He'd be hired tomorrow. I I mean, it's cool that Doc is being seen in this regard as well. Um, I can't help but think, though, they probably, you know, do a couple of things. They're like, we got to have some black dudes on the list. So (laughs) let's let's get Doc. Let's get Lenny, even though he's never done much in the playoffs. Let's get Lenny. Um, Yo, Lenny gets that award for the sheer number of games he's coached. Shoot, Jerry Sloan could roll too, and I like Jerry Sloan as well. But Jerry Sloan can roll. Damn, what has he done? <laughs> what has he, well, he made, made the round? Made Jerry the round Williams look like an elite player. Yeah, he pretty did, pretty much did. But what has he done? Yo, Couldn't Jerry, get it done. Yo, Deron got away. Deron got away from Jerry Sloan and turned into like a pumpkin, yo. Jerry Sloan is like the Buffalo Bills of the NBA. Yeah, he Buffalo Bills with it. All right, so that's the top 15 greatest coaches of all time. Our stat of the week, we have two of them. Um, Speaking of trade deadline stuff, since July 2010, there have been 66 players traded with LeBron James on the roster. So we know LeBron James like to move these bums (laughs) out of the way when they're not, you know, contributing the way he wants them to contribute. 66 players. This is not during his career. Yo. This is 66 players since July of 2010. LeBron will get your ass shipped. My man, Yo, my man, Brian for my man moves six. My man moves 6.6 players a season. Yo. Oh no, it's not 10 years. More like more like five. He moves about five. Yeah, that math ain't math. But yo, real quick, that math ain't math. In two CTE. years, right? And he in, in, in two years, Barry Harden and uh. And KD only played 16 games together, so they never even really got a chance to see how good they, they can play. Got a chance, right? And that includes Yo. the playoffs. It's funny, though. I mean, because they wow. scared the hell out of the league when you thought about all that offensive firepower, but they never got a chance to play. Yeah, um, through all the off-the-court off the court stuff and dramas and, like, you know, back right. cards, 16 games total, yo. Damn. That's a waste. That's a waste of hype. Um, another one, Was Lisa it? Leslie. Uh, this week, I think it was like the anniversary of when she did this in high school. I don't know how many years, but Lisa Leslie scored 101 points in a high school game at halftime, which was, you know, high school 16 quarters of eight minutes. So that's 16 minutes. She outscored the other team 101-23 and made them quit yeah. at the half. She had 101 points. She shot 37-56 of 56 from the field, 27-35 of 35 from the free throw line. My question to you guys is, how, who would want to play with somebody like that? You know, in 16 minutes, she, she went to the foul line. She shot 35 free throws. So let's say we're talking about 56 shot attempts. It's actually more because they don't count the shot attempts that you that you Drew try when you yeah. get fouled. So she might have she shot a, 70 times. She was a machine. In Uzi 16 Gatlin. minutes. Well, we don't believe you. We need more people. Right, like, is this even possible? Like, did they stop the clock every half a second? Like, what? 
But but how prideless do you have to be to stand around and watch her do this? I'm thinking maybe her school, like, maybe they didn't have a, a girls' basketball team. Maybe they just had to throw some cheerleaders out there just as bodies to get a team, and they just, like, just give Lisa the ball on some Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Give Lisa the ball, get out of the way. Give yeah, Will the ball. I, I know I'm not standing um, around watching somebody shoot 70 times. Before halftime, yeah, I'm not yeah. standing around doing. Yeah, that. I'm. I'm not. I'm not capable of doing that. But on another note, uh, rumble, did Evan, did either of you consider climbing that? Climbing that? Did either of you consider climbing that tree? Y'all got to answer that. I'm not playing that tree house. Um, she she ain't no she ain't no Liz Cambridge, but I climb that tree. Oh no, li- no Liz, listen, she, she ain't man, no Liz. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't no history. Man, know. never mind. All right, man. Real quick before we uh talk about what happened this week while you're on the grind and get the heck up out of here, we're gonna go to the phone lines real quick. We got the homie Tobias waiting on the lines. He probably upset. Um his Chicago Bulls didn't make any moves before the deadline. So we'll see how he feels about that. What up, Tobias? What's going on, man? Roll damn tide. Roll damn- Hey, I know your your fellow Bulls fans were upset because y'all didn't make a deal. Because some fans just want to make deals just because the deals being made. What do you think about that? Yeah, I was like, who the hell you gonna give up? And the, and the Bulls have been ravaged by injuries and COVID all year. Still like top four team all year anyway. You know, I didn't expect a championship. That's I'm just because. Happy to make that's a yeah. We say B? That's because what? It's because the Sixers ain't have Harden. <laughs> right. But, but you know, I, I'm just happy they're not bad. It's going to be a playoff team. You just got to see what you have. They did make the move next year, like Trey Vucevic. But, uh, you know, see what you have. And, uh, but I don't think you should make a trade. You have to make a trade. And, uh, and I think people, if people just look at that stuff and I just, I just think fans are fanatics for a reason. And being a fanatic, when I talk about the trade deadline, one of these people who write for the Bucks said that he'll take Jalen Hurts over anybody the Bucks currently have. I'm like, bro, I'd rather take but hey. Thank you. Hey, this is where this QB wear stuff gets people crazy right now. Thank <laughs> you. Know? Hey, <laughs> Let him go. Thank <laughs> you. You can have him. But... Like the trade deadline, right? I, I was joking around and say James Harden was about to pull out that fat suit like Ben Affleck pulled out the fat suit one more time if he get up out of there. Uh, but <laughs> man, I, was, I was one of the ones saying, no, you hang on to Ben Simmons. You know, and because you know how it is in the NBA. Star players get mad. And so will get something. And now, the one thing about the Harden thing I did like was that if Maxie's not a distributor, he can just score. Hart is also guard of four who could get his own shot since Jimmy Butler was there. And Hart mm-hmm. can pretty much run point also. Because I know Tobias Harris ain't getting his own shot. He come and go. But if Hart is motivated, it can still work out for Philly. And he still got Thibault still, who's that wing defender who was a big team. And he still got Maxie. So, 
You still have to get right. something and get somebody in like his sport. So, but does does that stunt Maxi's growth as a point guard? Since they're definitely going to take the ball out of his hands now. Right. Or, or, or is this one of the things where nobody gives a damn because they're just trying to win a chip now? <laughs> he he, he kind of got to go ahead and try to win. That's my that's right. my thing. Yeah, because because you know Milwaukee's still great, and I think to me, I know Brooklyn gets all this hype, but we haven't seen that. You know, it's kind of like the Lock Death Monster of Bigfoot. We keep hearing about it, or even Zion Williamson. We keep hearing about it, but we never see it. Um, so Philly has something that Brooklyn. I don't care. They got Ben. He's a great defender. But they still want to hack a band anyway in the playoffs. And she's going to make these free throws. Kyrie is injury prone. And he's, and, 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 you know, and he's like he's like Oswald Bates in interviews. KD's great. But, and then Milwaukee's great, too. So, But they still have a shot. All you, all you can do is put yourself in position to have a shot. That's it. And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, we also got to bring this up. So I'm going to tell Spencer Denway, since he's going to Dallas, not only will he not get any shots, he won't even get the trouble on the team of Luka. <laughs> I'm sure Jimmy begs is different. Dumb lady, he is too nice to be denied. He's too nice to be denied. <laughs> you going to see. you going to see. you going to see. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, hey, Spencer Denway is a real-life version of Dylan. But you know who's the most disappointed person in the NBA right now? That's Frank Vogel. He was probably hoping he got fired by now. Scavi was like, how does Frank Vogel still have a job? And he also <laughs> said... Uh, he also said you Mike Brown was probably number 16 on the coaches list. Probably is Mike hey. Brown's MVP. <laughs> Mike Brown has done some amazing and incredible things. Yeah, he will. Uh, you know what? Like, uh, Doc Rivers, I, I, I kid around and say he's like Dak Prescott, who's a good player, but not as great as folks make him out to be. I don't say Russell Wilson's good, but he's not an all-time great. He make him out to be. But they were all three guys coming. They got great PR. <laughs> you know, right. uh, if you have, if you have great PR and you're likable, people will fuck like fans and media will, will like go to war over you. And if they don't like you, nothing you could do could change their minds. And 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 it shows with Doc because I believe the Toronto coach Nick Nurse is, is light years better than Doc. I know he had been coached as long as Doc in the league. Uh, this player's coach, like Lenny Wilkins, right? Michael Jordan, for Ben Hill, will win a chip or two probably. Now, he has a great Cleveland team. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's, it's like it's not being likable. And remember when the Warriors team, Steve Kerr, Luke Walker went like 22. Yeah, your phone is oh. acting crazy, homie. <laughs> hey, can you hear me now? Yeah, I heard, yeah. You said Luke Walton. Yeah, yeah, but when he took over star, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing, though. Like, a, a great team sometimes, 
like a great team is a great team because you're right. Luke Walton took over and they didn't miss a beat. And then they went out and got fooled and gave Luke Walton a couple of jobs and he couldn't win a damn game. Yeah, because you don't have Steph, Clay, oh, Draymond. Nice though when the Lakers lost. What after you see what Anthony Simons can do when he's not standing in the corner? He got to play ball, but uh. I thought Russell Westbrook was the reason the Lakers stink this year. That's the way the media portrayed it. Uh, anyone will pick on AD over here? Uh, he need to go. He need to go to the Wizards of Oz to get a heart. And so, if they play the Suns in the playoffs again, and the Suns hope uh, them, are we gonna still say, "Well, Anthony, Anthony Davis was injured. LeBron yeah, was no, older." It, 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 listen, and, they, Anthony they Davis got a ring. He don't need a heart. He done. Shot. <laughs> yeah, he got what he came yeah. for. Because of Westbrook's, um, because of his volatile nature, because of how hard he plays, because of how he dresses, he's already made mortal enemies of the community. So he's the automatic scapegoat in that situation. He's the automatic yeah. scapegoat. This yeah, and because the thing is, it's kind of like I look at Westbrook like he's one who still sleeps with future. You know the man, what he is. You can't change it. He is what he is. Why are you expecting him to be different? But and I know you guys got to run. I'll drop these two nuggets here. They were they had a sub being Mike McDaniel, Dolphins head coach, who supposedly half black, but he could never drop an end bomb with his homies. But uh, nah. they, they believe he was part black. Yeah. But, he, uh, he, don't look, he, he don't look black enough to do that. He better watch his mouth. Yeah, and also uh, never forget, guys. Super Bowl week is always pretty exciting. Remember, man of the year, Eugene Robinson got caught with that hooker the night before the Super Bowl with his wife and kids in the hotel. Uh, no, you know, great. but, hey, you guys have hey, a good hit one. Us up, uh, and, hit us up Sunday, um, 10 a.m. Eastern, man. You can stay on as long as you want. we just partying. we just having a little pregame oh, tailgate early in the morning. So we're going to talk about way, our final picks for the game. Hmm? And if you want Chase to make two league, have a style of clutch. He'll be in the league in a heartbeat. But uh <laughs> in the league hey, tomorrow. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but hey, you guys have a good one, man. Good talking to you, fellas. All right, man. I'll let you Sunday. All right, All right, Jim, what happened this week while everybody was on the grid night? Yes, sir. While you were on the grid night what do you buy? Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Hit up Digital Extreme Technologies. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and go, yeah. Um, now, man, listen. The story came out this week about uh, what's the, uh, the, uh, the Byron Allen. That's the guy. Byron Allen. The media mogul. The media mogul Byron Allen. The story came out about him setting up a, a group to buy the Denver Broncos. And everybody was like, oh, okay, by now I'm about to buy the Broncos. Then it came out that the NFL actually hit him up and was like, you, you trying to buy the Broncos or no? So, you know, <laughs> kind of a weird story. We need a nigga that can buy the Broncos. <laughs> it's coming, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, basically, yeah. They, timing they, is yeah, crazy. Right, the timing is crazy because of all the stuff going on. Now, I did read into this, and Byron Island said they asked him in, like, November of 2019, um, which is still it, – it doesn't change why I think they're asking him. You know, it's kind of a tokenism thing. But 
if you're going to be the token that gets to own one of these entities, then hell, so be it. Man, tokenize me. Right. NFT me. Tokenize me. Because regardless, regardless of whether they asked them or not, which is very suspect because of the timing, it's, you know, if he gets the team, hey, he's still going to have the team. He's still going to have that power. That's what we've been asking for all this time. So if somebody's going to be out there to start it, then I'm all for it. Now, the reason, you know, everything that's going on recently, the timing looks crazy. But even if they really did ask him in 2019, it doesn't change anything because the NFL have always had the problems that, they, that, they, that they're having right now that makes us say that the timing is off. Um, in 2019, we were still coming off of three years of them treating Colin Kaepernick the way he Colin did. Kaepernick. So it doesn't change anything because during that whole thing, that's what we scream. NFL need black ownership, this and that. So the recent stuff is just another stain on them and a reason why they are probably trying to speed this up and why they might ask somebody besides Byron on. They're about to go call Oprah next um, <laughs> to see if she can throw her hat in the ring. But I'm going to think when they're going to hit up Sean, your man Sean Corey Carter. Yo, more, more power. Sean, Sean Corey Carter that was supposed to, you know, do a lot with the Social activism. He was the guy that owned the guy that owned the Brooklyn Nets. Shout, shout out to him for the, the banging halftime show we about to get. But all that stuff that people defended him on is hope. Trust me, he gonna do something. Just give him time. Like he's still working, Dad. He's still working. Big, though. big, big Sean. <laughs> what has he done? Listen, man. <laughs> what has he done? Listen, man. When, he's still working on what? Somebody, big Sean Carter. Listen, listen, when they believe in somebody, it don't matter. It's going to be 50 years from now, and they're going to say, yo, he's still working. You know what I mean? He's still working you know what from mean? beyond the grave. I mean, still talking about <laughs> All the stuff he set back. up no, ma, let me is up. making let me change now, 15 years after his death. But I'll, I'll tell you, <laughs> he's likable. Anyway, like, irrevo- Irrevocable trust. He's setting the trust up to me. Listen, man. Shout out to Byron, man. I hope he gets it done. But when he does, like I said, I hope he does him instead of mm-hmm. being the hand-picked Negro and does them. You know what I'm saying? Listen. You know, Iron Allen is about his business. Iron Allen is about his business. I don't think Iron Allen is on no, like, pro-blackish <laughs> either. He's going to be in there and, and just be another one of them. Anyway, oh, no, yeah, no disrespect. Yeah, no he married, he married one of them. So he's trying to get right, that wealth right back to him when he passes. Yeah, he going to be on Clemson, buck dancing. <laughs> I mean, listen, he, 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 considers, he considers himself a human. His father was just black. Brian Bo. Oh, no. Jimmy done no. revealed it. Jimmy no, done no. called these. <laughs> he wanted them. Oh, <laughs> yo, yo. Happened human, happened else, human history month. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Word. He's complacent. Yo. yo, Snoop Dogg, man. I think this is an amazing story. It's one of the greatest hip-hop stories ever. and It's not really been, like, highlighted the way I think it should, but. Snoop Dogg has came back and acquired Death Row Records, so he like actually owns the label now, which is kind of funny. Yo, yo, how heated uh, do you think Suge is to hear this news, though? <laughs> yo, Suge yeah. probably but, mad at <laughs> Yo, yo. The crazy part is, though, I think him and Snoop kind of, like, you know, made up because, like, Snoop has been giving him brunches over the last year or so, and, like, they did a thing where, you know, they kind of, they both, I guess, I guess when you get over 50, you're like, why are we beefing? Right. And there was, there was a time, though, when Snoop, 
Snoop had to make sure Suge was securely behind bars and Snoop started talking a little greasy. But then, like you oh, said, absolutely, like, absolutely. It's, it's, but it's like when you nicer. hear both of them talk over the last year, or so it's like they both talk like you know great about each other. So I guess they realize like, yo, one is in jail for for however long, the other one is like a fifty year old grandfather. Like who you who you got beef with? The fifty year old grandfather. Right. But no, nah, like anyway, Snoop was. I mean, Snoop is he he's labeling himself one of the founding members. That's not necessarily true, but he was definitely one of the early artists that put. Yeah. Death Row on the map, so I guess you know if you got that under your belt, you can call yourself whatever you want. So it is very fitting that you know Snoop owns this label now. I mean, unless Dr. Dre was gonna go back and get it, but um, shout out to Snoop, man. Now, right now, Death Row, I guess is what what is it now though? This is what I'm asking y'all. Right now, is this just an investment of catalog because Death Row doesn't have any artists or anything now, right? But I, you know, Snoop. Well, no, but here's the thing. I, what, I, what I heard Snoop, Snoop talk about. I think he can get like, that popping. Um, signing art. He also talked about the artists he could have had if he would have had this infrastructure um, a couple of years ago. Like artists who are popular now, like Roddy Rich and, and a couple other folks he named YG. He said right. they all would have been death row artists, but he didn't have a company mm-hmm. to kind of like you know put them under. So he, you know, he he's Uncle Snoop to everybody. Like Snoop somehow is the most popular rapper ever. And I don't even think that's debatable. Like, so it might not be difficult for him to get a nice roster popping out there on the yo, West Coast. Because he, he he's, like he's like over. the Deion Sanders of, of yo, he's been able to cross like over that. without yeah. like losing his edge. It's like almost impossible. Right. Like, but he's done yo, it. Yo, Bo be cooking with Martha Stewart, and people still like don't nobody be like Snoop ain't real. <laughs> no, and then, and then, and then, and then, after cooking with Martha Stewart, he flies back to Long Beach to hang out with the Insane Crip Posse mm-hmm. and the Rolling Sixties and be out there. And then he, then he fly out to the Olympics to bust jokes with Kevin Hart. Like Snoop can do anything he wants and still so got his big bread. Yeah, the movie gonna be crazy. Like when he get when he get his own movie, and then yo, like, this is this is the part where the movie has to stop. Yo, he, he, back, he, he lived he lived an amazing life. I put that on Crip, cause he gonna have to get one of those yeah. uh, <laughs> like four part joints though. Jim Snoop can't just get a two yeah. hour movie. He got to get like a yeah, yeah, yeah. because he got you got to go through Snoop the minister, Snoop the reverend, yeah, Snoop the Rastafarian. Snoop Crip, Snoop the gang banging Snoop, Snoop the, yo the, Snoop, uh, Snoop on No Limit. Snoop, well, that's what I was about to say. I was Snoop trying to think of the limit. name of that record. The no Limit Snoop, yep. Yeah. Yo, hold up, though. Yeah. Snoop, 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 Snoop Lion. Snoop legitimately dropped. Yo, hey, Snoop legitimately hey, dropped the gospel album. Hood, and a reggae album. He put a lot on the hood. Yes, he has a reggae album and a gospel album. I said the beat, like, who had a Yo, he got a song with Eddie Murphy, don't he? Him and Eddie Murphy got a reggae song. I think so. I think so. I used to think, like, either between him and Shaq. Either between him and Shaq, yo, because yeah. Shaq has also done it all. Yeah. So Snoop and Shaq are like that battle black. Thing too. <laughs> they battling to be the black uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> Who's done Pretty the much. in their lives. All right. Pretty much, up, man. man. But yo, shout to shout to Snoop, man. That's a dope story, nonetheless, man. Um, some sad news, man. Jeremy Giambi, um, the less famous brother. He's a uh, dead brother at forty-seven. Jason Giambi. Yeah. I know. I hate to poop on him like that, but Jason was nice. Yeah. Uh, they said he died by suicide, but there's not a lot of you know details on you know how he did it. But they said they found him in his family home, deceased, uh, 11:40 a.m. on Wednesday. So uh, rest in peace to Jeremy Giambi. I guess 
Suicide, so Beyonce ain't gonna give him no shout out. But yo, I was I was gonna be that long. I was gonna I was trying to ignore it so Beyonce can't get a chance to speak. I was just gonna move on. Yo, his claim to but, fame uh, might be Bob, the fact that his trade Bob, from Oakland was dramatized in the movie uh, Moneyball. Bull Merck, Bull Merck himself. No, that ain't that ain't. I can't put that on. Clip, yeah, all right. So there. So that's what happened this week while y'all were on the ground. <laughs> can't put that on clip. This date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is, man. Go to warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com and get your copy of the greatest sports book ever written, written by Warroom Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. Um, Go ahead and do that. Y'all know what it is. Uh, This date in sports history, February 10th, 1971. Hey, this is a good one for, for Black History Month as well. Bill White becomes the first African-American baseball announcer, and he was announcing for the New York Yankees. So, I mean, hey, if you think about it, that was still that was 1971 before they allowed that to happen. Um, <laughs> that's, that's crazy, I don't want you jigaboos talking on the mic. <laughs> right, but that's still uh, – that's, that's, that's That was a, only like big, 30 years before our podcast kicked off. Right, it wasn't that long. <laughs> But that's a big accomplishment, man. So shout out to Bill White. Um, shout out to this Rest historical moment in African American history and Major League Baseball history. Uh, salute from the war room, man. Let's get up out of here, man. Hey, yes, man. Man. Salute to that. Salute to that, brother. That's on Crip, huh? Yeah, let's see if he leaves. Yo, and the, the reports say that Ben Simmons will join the Nets tomorrow. It doesn't say whether he'll play it. It says join. I don't know what that means, join. but, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe we'll see his face up there tomorrow morning. Hey, he ain't come, from, face he ain't come from the Crip Hood Cup. But if he, yeah, if, he plays, if he plays on Friday, right, mm-hmm. um, because, they, you know, they already talking about him trying to wrestle some of that fine money back from the Sixers. Um, so it's probably going to be some litigation on that at some point. But if he plays on Friday, does he even have a case? Because all of a sudden, you you know, your mental health <laughs> is cured, is healed. Like he's going to say, he's going to say Philadelphia is toxic. He's going to get any of that money back, right? He's going to say Philadelphia is toxic. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Be wrong. He wouldn't be wrong. I mean, that, I mean, that he's done it. Yeah. yeah. Yo, man, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see both. Uh, that's the great thing about these big trades and seeing the guys in their new team. So, and that's on fifty fifth on hood. March tenth. So, thank you, brother. When they come to Philly, oh, another he, briefing. He invoked the name of the fifty fifth. Bingo. Cook you want in the chat room? Bingo. Cook the chat six is March tenth. Group chat. Shout out to Crip Mac. Listen, man. Bottom line, tune in Sunday, yo. Tune in Sunday. We're going to do a little tailgate, Yon Mani. Neighborhood. Join us for the tailgate, Yon Mani. You know what I'm saying? So until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy whatever you're watching, sports. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. That's Tommy on Neighborhood. Power Book 4. I mean, that's a sport. Yeah. Tommy be out there sporting. Yeah. You know what I mean? He be racing muscle cars. Tommy is doing amazing. Doing tatas and all that. Power Book yeah. 4 <laughs> like the Marvel Universe because they be doing some magical yo. superhero type Yo, my guy Tommy... My guy Tommy ride around with gunplay, fighting. He got yummy ladies showing their top times. He driving muscle cars. It's like a show made for men. Um, and everything Jimmy Tommy. said happened like in his first 15 minutes in the new city. He didn't even know nobody. 
and got into all this stuff that Jimmy just said. But, all right, let's go, man. Let's get out of here, man. My yo, stay, yo, stay safe out there, folks. Everything that we got going on, the bottom line is you can find it at the hub of warroomsports.com. My book, Sports the Book, you can find it warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.